I'm a guy that like to be dependent on, like, you know what I mean? And when you got a, a coach like that, like, who, who love corners, and I'm here for the challenge, you know what I mean? Anything that he, he, he want me to do, I'm gonna try my best to get it done. There was a lot of relationships that, that was built, uh, you know what I mean? Mutual respect for, for one another, on their end, my end. Now that I'm a Minnesota Vikings, and I got a new family over here, so I'm just excited to go uh, close one door and open the other. Welcome into episode 108 of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. I'm Tatum Everett alongside Vikings.com's Chris Corso. We've got producer Jay Nelson over here running the show. And it's just going to be the three of us today. We've got a lot to get to. It's been a pretty eventful week here at uh, TCEO, you see, and I I don't know. I don't know about you, Chris, but I am really pumped that 100% real is 100% back. Everson Griffin joined the team once again. He was only gone a year. Happy to see him back in town. We'll get you up to speed on what that means for the squad as well. Um, And also, you know, we haven't had a podcast since the Vikings played the Colts on Saturday. It was the last home game for a month. I can't believe that. Yeah, it's insane that we're at a point now where we're kind of in a holding period for home games. Uh, with this week coming up with Kansas City, it'll kind of wrap up the preseason, and then we got a couple to start the regular season on the road. But uh, yeah, this is—it's going to be kind of a weird period. But that just means for us, we get to button everything up that we need to to get ready for the season to kick in. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you got three preseason games, so this one on the road. You've got two away games to start the season, so that's that's why we have this pause in the season, obviously. And, you know, the Vikings are headed down to Kansas City on Friday. And speaking of Kansas City, our guest this week on the podcast has some deep ties to the Chiefs. Won a Super Bowl with them. Bashad Breeland joins me for an interview later on in the pod. But first, uh, let's kind of start maybe in chronological order, Chris. The preseason game, you know, didn't go the way the Minnesota Vikings wanted losing 12 to 10 Saturday night at U.S. Bank Stadium. But there are a lot of positive takeaways, despite, you know, obviously that one not counting in the loss column. There's other positives to take away from it. What stood out to you the most? Biggest positive to me, Tatum, was that big-time play from Troy Dye, the linebacker, second-year linebacker. And Mike Zimmer said it this week. He was the first player that really stood out to him on the defensive side of the ball. And how about him just getting the crowd going at U.S. Bank Stadium for the first time that you really saw the crowd get excited for a defensive touchdown? There was no touchdowns from the first offensive unit and Kirk Cousins. So for the defense to do it, something that we've been very accustomed to, Tatum, over the past couple of years, I think my main positive was that big-time play for the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Looking at the offense, Kirk Cousins was 5 for 7, 23 yards, It really didn't seem like they got in a groove uh, that you really wanted to see from this unit. You saw him take a sack uh, around midfield that really hurt the Vikings' field position there. So I want to see a little more from the offense heading into this Kansas City game. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second because I do want to pick your brain on how much time we think the Stars will be back out there. But I think it's a really important point that you made about Troy Dye scoring a defensive touchdown after a season where that was missing. 
2020 no defensive touchdowns. So to see that spark, to see the defense create turnovers was extremely promising. Of course, that was all led by our podcast guest this week, Rashad Breland. So I was ex- also excited to see that. Um, I got a chance to talk to Troy Dive this week one-on-one. His story out later. Uh, you'll be able to catch that actually in game day live. So make sure you tune in to the broadcast on Friday for the pre-show to see the behind-the-scenes look at Troy Dye and really what motivates him. And it's heading into a big season for him. You have to realize like he's just like all these other guys we keep talking about that didn't have a preseason, that didn't have the type of offseason. So now that they've got game speed, real game reps, plus an, a preseason and an offseason, it's really exciting to see those guys step up because some of the linebackers have struggled to stay healthy even this camp. So it's good to see a guy like Troy Dye really come into his own. And even for someone like Troy last season where he was kind of thrown into the fire once Anthony Barr got hurt, he was basically thrown in there with the green dot on his helmet in order to have to come in and make a bunch of those plank calls. So I know that there were some articles and stuff as well that have been done with Troy just talking about how that experience expedited his progress getting into the NFL. So to see him then capitalize on it in this past game and and score a touchdown off a deflection, I think it's awesome just to see Troy taking that next step. And especially at a time right now where with Anthony Barr, you know, being unable to play currently, Mm -hmm. uh, and who knows how long that's going to take at this point, knowing Troy has that experience, it'll be nice to have him step right in and hopefully feel like you're not necessarily taking that much of a step back. For sure. And when you think about the confidence boost, even even like if we want to flash forward a little bit to Amir Smith-Marset getting a little bit more run game or a little bit more room in his kick return, punt return game, when you see guys like that get those glimpses in a real NFL game, you got to think that just breeds confidence within them. So Troy Dye getting the interception, I know he said it does count to him. It's just because it's a preseason touchdown doesn't mean it doesn't count to him. He scored an NFL touchdown, and he was excited about that. Uh, let's keep moving on, though, and talk about Smith-Marset and the flashes that he made in the return game. Also, punter Britton Colquitt able to bounce back like the vet he is. Uh, was there anything else that stood out to you, Chris? I love that you brought up Amir Smith-Marset because in these games, I just try to look for something different, something from a younger player. Uh, a wide receiver, a skill player. And for him to show some confidence, make a little, I don't know, jab step move to the outside on one of those kick returns. I love seeing that type of confidence in a guy who really hasn't had that many reps uh, returning kicks or punts in the NFL. And we've seen it off the field. We had him on this very podcast. We know he's the aux cord guy in the locker room. So I just love to see that, that type of confidence. It was something that Stefan Diggs did his first year in the preseason. He was able to show that confidence with the second unit and things along those lines. Amir Smith-Marset, I loved what I saw from him uh, on all sides of the ball. He even had a play down the field on the offensive side. He got called back due to a holding penalty, but I don't care about that. It's the preseason. So uh, he, he really showed out in this game, Tatum. Yeah, it was also great to see Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson right there in the middle as run stuffers. However, I think the most exciting piece of news over here in Egan this week has been the signing of Everson Griffin. We saw the rumors happen. We saw pen to paper. We see him out there wearing number 58. It may look funny, but it's him. And he's excited to be here. Yeah, Everson, I don't think you're ever going to have a moment with Everson where you're not going to feel the energy that comes off of him. Just he is an excitable person, period. And um, to see him at that press conference this week, 
talking about it's good to be home. It's good to feel, you know, familiar and feel like this is where I should be. It was kind of fun to hear that and just to see him again. So to see him in 58, yes, looks a little different, looks a little <laughs> weird. But, um, you know, there were some discussions. Maybe he'll get 97 back at some point coming up here. But uh, just to have Everson back in the building, I think is going to be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out and just kind of where he fits at this stage in his career. Yeah, I think it's important to know Coach Mike Zimmer said, you know, he's not going to be a starter. He will be a situational guy. And just to think about where the defensive line was from last season to this season, to think back at how unproductive it may have been now to, to say Everson Griffin is a situational guy, like that's a luxury. And and I really, what hit home to me from Griffin's press conference was that he said, you know, the grass is not always greener. You know, I I went away and now I'm more appreciative. And how many times have we done things in life where we're like, you know, that wasn't the best decision, but I'm lucky enough to go back to the original situation and I'm more grateful and I'm going to try hard and not take it for granted. And I think that's a really important point. And this is a guy who's taken less money multiple times to stay here with the Vikings. Uh, he did it the year before he left uh, to, to take a contract with the Cowboys and then later go to the Lions. But a guy for, for me, I've been around since 2015. He's one of my favorite players that we've covered. He's one of my favorite players to get involved with in interviews or whatever it might be. He was the star of 96 questions with Brian Robinson. If it wasn't for Everson and, and B Rob having that relationship in the locker room, that show is not <laughs> what it was for the Vikings fans to be able to get a little glimpse of the relationships that this team has. But a staple of Mike Zimmer's defense and a guy that every single veteran on this team was happy to welcome back as a situational guy. I mean, that's about as much depth as you can have on a defensive line in the NFL. Exactly. Well, we're excited to have Everson Griffin here. May not see him on Friday, but you never know. You never know what Mike's got up his sleeve. But see, that's the question. You know, what is going to happen on Friday? Like if he is potentially going to be a situational guy who hasn't had any reps this so far uh, during this preseason, you know, there's a chance you could see him go out there just because get out there, shake the rust off a little bit since he hasn't seen any action. But yeah, I just, I, I it's going to be weird to see that dynamic, not only with him on Friday, but just in general of what players are going to play because there's been a lot of discussion around the league of how do you treat this third preseason game? So much discussion. And we and I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit later, but it was just something that... Oh, no, let's dive in now, Jay. Let's go. Totally fine. Then, uh, you know, there was discussion I even heard on the radio this morning talking about Kansas City's talking about playing their ones on Friday night. So if that's the case, you know, I think it's going to be team by team or some people are going to say wrap certain guys up in bubble wrap and just put them on the sidelines. And then there's going to be other teams that are going to say, no, we still need to work on some of these pieces and they're going to roll the dice in that last preseason game, knowing it's going to be another week and a half until week one of the regular season. And um, I am curious to see not only what Kansas city might do now, especially if they put their ones out there, but what are we going to do on our end just to see, you know, who's going to get some reps this weekend. And again, who's, who's going to be putting in a little bit of bubble wrap on Friday night. Well, and all the speculation and conversations our side of things, I'm sure they're having just as many internal conversations about it. And it's not going to be, like you said, a one uh, a one way of doing it across the league because this is new. And I'm sure when the preseason was, you know, when it hit the four games and, and they had to figure out how was how am I going to game plan my people? Now it's just something that we go through the motions and we know this is going to be new. And so everyone's going to have to figure it out and it's going to it's going to look different for every team. Man, I, I am very interested. I mean, I 
I personally, I think you got to get the ones out there on offense, at least in this game, because it really just hasn't clicked yet. I, no offensive touchdowns in the preseason, I guess, shouldn't alarm you, but I do think that you need to, you know, it'd be nice to see all those guys back together again. Um, you know, like we've not seen Dalvin and JJ, and I don't think obviously he'll play, but Adam Thielen and like everyone all together for a, for a series. I totally agree, Tatum. And I saw a tweet from Tony Dungy, the legendary coach uh, for multiple organizations, and obviously he works for NBC now, but... He said, maybe I'm an old school guy, but I think that a lot of these players have to get out there and get those reps out on the field because those are things that you cannot replicate. No matter what you do on the practice field, joint practices, practicing against your guys, you cannot replicate getting those reps out on the field, especially uh, the whole offense just being together again for the first time in a very long time with fans in the stand. So I really would like to see Justin Jefferson out there. I'd love to see Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook with Kirk Cousins. And my biggest question mark is the offensive line. Probably the biggest question mark for all Vikings fans. But I want to see what unit they want to put out there with Kirk Cousins in this game. The last time or the last dress rehearsal uh, before week one against the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's see what the offensive line can do against a pretty good pass rushing team in the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd assume at this point, too, it might be like a 50-50 split with the public. Yeah. Just There are a lot of people that say, yeah, we've seen enough out of the defense, defensive touchdown last week, but the offense still has some questions to answer. At the same point, any one of those top-tier guys gets hurt on this Friday night, and there's people calling for heads at that point. And you can't it, please them all. I know, and yeah? that's the thing. It's There's this balance of saying mm-hmm. how much – I think what it really comes down to is how much confidence the coaching staff has in knowing that for the next week and a half after this game on Friday that they feel like they can get everything buttoned up to speed for what needs to happen in Cincinnati week one versus them saying, no, this is a different feel, a different unit, different different speed on Friday night – and feeling like, yeah, there is a there is a chunk of guys that they want to put out there just to see how they react to the live the live action going on. So I personally, I'm one that just says I I I typically I am a gambler. I like to gamble. At the same <laughs> point, when it comes to this one, I'm like I am hedging my bets. I am putting those guys on the sideline, and I am working that out for the next week and a half leading up to Cincy. And I just the first three to four weeks of an NFL season, typically you still see things evolving, still things see things changing. There is some time, but at the same point, it's the coaches having to look at what they're going to get in that first game and saying, do we feel like we have enough leeway to figure stuff out on the field while we're also trying to figure out the puzzle of the Cincinnati Bengals on that first Sunday? So, Well, that is the golden question. 100%. And I do not think we will have remotely close to an actual answer from the Vikings coaching staff until they kick off against Kansas City in the final tilt of the 2021 preseason schedule at Arrowhead Stadium. The first time the purple and gold hit the road, and it won't be the last time since they start the season with two games on the road. But back to uh, this Arrowhead Stadium game, it's going to be a bit of a reunion for one Vikings offseason acquisition in particular. The Vikings signed Bashad Breeland this offseason to beef up that cornerback room and add some experience and depth. And let me tell you, after talking with him, I can tell that he is excited to be here. He's ready to show out. And he actually got a kick out of being the older guy in the room this time around. So um, hear what he has to say about taking on his former team and being a new Minnesota Viking right now. 
And now we've got a new friend joining us here on the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Bashad Breland walked in the door and I said, is this your first time on the podcast? He yes. said, yes. I said, well, we can be rookies together because I know that this is my first time having uh, a player one-on-one. So I'm really excited to have you here today. Yes, well, I'm excited to be here. It's been, um, I mean, training camp winding down now. You've got a couple of days that kind of finally sinking in that you're just a few, a couple weeks out from, I think it's 18 days 18 as we're recording days, this, 18 yeah. days away. Yeah, I'm excited, ready to get going. You know what I mean? 18 days still too long, but I'm ready to get at it. Uh, camp been going great uh, being with the guys. It's been a great experience so far. Yeah, we'll get the elephant out of the room right away, <laughs> but you're making the trip back to Kansas, Kansas City. City um, yeah. Great memories there for you. What are you most looking forward to about this trip? Uh, just being around the guys that, that I left behind. Uh, you know what I mean? It was, it was a lot of relationships that, that was built. Uh, you know what I mean? Mutual respect for, for one another for, on their end, my end. Uh, I'm just ready to go see see those guys again. Uh, you know what I mean? It'd be the last moment for a while uh, now that I'm a Minnesota Vikings and got a new family over here. So I'm just excited to go uh, close one door and open the other. What's the level of trash talking that goes on, I guess, when you go back to a team? You know, it's obviously friendly. I get (laughs) that. But how much, you know, how much, you know, you talk smack a little bit? It's going to be a lot. You know what I mean? Like, it's basically practice battles all over again. Uh, You know what I mean? But it's a real live game now. You know what I mean? Um, I'm I'm very familiar with those receivers. Uh, You know what I mean? Uh, Tyreek, McCall. Uh, and Travis Kelsey as well, you know what I mean? Those those good friends of mine. Uh, but now they, they they really gonna be enemies uh, come Friday night. Uh, but you know what I mean? I, we'll shake hands afterwards. <laughs> Definitely, it's all fun and games in the preseason. But you know that's that's gonna be the last game. It's kind of different for you guys because yeah. you only have three, three preseason games this season or this year. So how do you kind of wrap your mind or attack this? Because obviously you're not gonna get a ton of reps. You're going, this is kind of be like the end of it, of it all. And you really haven't played too, too much. So how do you keep, you know, yourself fresh for the season? I really got to get those mental reps right now. Uh, you know what I mean? Like not, not being able to go out there uh, preseason and really play. Uh, you know what I mean? Coach want to protect our bodies. Uh, you know what I mean? Knowing that we got a whole live game in two weeks uh, after this one. Uh, so. You really just got to get the mental reps. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of guys ain't really played together uh, as well because, you know, a lot of new faces on, on the defense uh, and secondary as well. I think Coach doing a good job of really uh, uh, simulating things in practice for us to really be on page. It feels like the defense has had a great preseason so far. Uh, how You can tell that the chemistry is there. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that progress throughout camp? A lot. Uh, you know what I mean? The first uh, game, it was rocky. Uh, second game, we got better, but we never really put the full cast out on the field yet. Uh, you know what I mean? We, we plugging in pieces uh, as we go week by week. Uh, hopefully, we can get everybody out there this week and really uh, show the world what, what we what's up and coming. Uh, but it, it's really gonna—it's not really gonna be a test when you got a lot of veteran guys and a lot of guys that really know ball. Uh, so it's gonna be easy for us to really just plug in. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of these new names. A lot of these guys haven't played together before. But where's the ceiling for this defense with, you know, you added Patrick Peterson yourself. You've got Daniil back. Um, Everson Griffin's now in the room. you got the two guys in the middle. Can't forget <laughs> Dalvin and Michael. So, yeah. you know, looking at all the I – mean, I could seriously, I feel like I could go on yeah, and on. Know, right. Uh, on paper right now, it's like this unbelievable defense uh, with all the pieces that we added and the guys that, that, that's that been here. Uh you know what I mean, like I said, a lot of veterans, uh, a lot of uh, Pro Bowl guys out there uh, with Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith. Uh, so it's really, it's really going to be enjoyable to watch. Uh, and 
there. My 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 opinion is really going to be enjoyable. What did you, what did you think of the atmosphere in U.S. Bank Stadium? Had you played there oh, before, no, like I've on the other there. side of things? No, I've been there with the Green Bay Packers, but I uh, I didn't get a chance to play. I was hurt that game. Uh, but to finally be on the side where they cheering for me, uh, it, it was dope. Uh, seeing how the fans interact, uh, throwing the papers in the air, the little waves, the skull. Yeah, like. I think that was. I think that was something they used to do at the Metrodome. <laughs> yeah. Not something that like I think you know you it happens it. a lot. But that was new for that me was too. New for me. Like, I, was I was like, like oh, oh, they really go up. Got your attention? Here. Did, <laughs> yeah. did you get hit by a paper plane? No, nah, I did. I that's did, good. <laughs> I feel like that's also a safety hazard. I know. What right? do I know? <laughs> it was sweet though. They were really out there getting it. Uh, you know what I mean? They really made the game that much more. Enjoyable. Enjoyable. Just wait until that see, that home season. opener yeah, against I Seattle. I mean, the the nah, juice in that building is going to be. I think we're going to have our own 12 that game. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I know. Um, you seem like a guy that has good energy, a positive vibe. You're really into music. Mm-hmm. Where where does that all come from? Where your your attitude, your mindset has kind of started? Uh, you know what I mean? Like growing up, you know, you've been through so much. And eventually, you're going to find your happy place. And then nothing else in life really is going to really affects you. Uh, I'm in a point in my life where I'm just happy. Like anything make me smile. Anything make me get, bring me joy. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so that's what I, I really say. Like, I just be breezy. Uh, come in breezy every day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, it's also come, I think, from having a family. Yeah. You know, being a girl dad, having mm-hmm. that kind of mindset. You oh, you have sure. something else to work for. I, I can't be angry. My daughter's not going to allow, allow me to. Uh, my eight-year-old, she she like my best friend, though. But she really not going to allow me to not smile. She's going to bring a smile every time she see me frowning. Do they take up a lot of your time in the off season? Uh, you spend a lot of time with them. They do. Uh, What's some of their favorite things they like to do right now? My daughter. Yeah. Uh, see, I got a smart. She like to play school with her sister. Uh, she like to watch uh, TV, uh, like kids shows. You know, and she be on her iPad. But it's all educational things she like to do. I got like a, my oldest is like a nerd. You know what I mean? Like she stayed to herself and really like she like to learn. Like it ain't much that I can do for her that she, that she would allow me to do for her. She rather do it herself. Yeah, those independent women, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. What do you think of Minnesota so far? What do they think uh, of of this place? It's dope. Uh, <laughs> my, my daughter, she have not had a chance to be out here yet. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm here by yeah. myself, but it was a nice little vibe here. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm enjoying the teammates for sure. Uh, they invited me in the first day I got here. You know what I mean? They allowed me to be myself the first day I got here. So it was never like, like a... a a grace period where I had to get acclimated to the team. Uh, I came in and felt like at home. But. You knew Mackenzie Alexander, though, from Clemson. And was yeah. that kind of nice to walk in and have some a friendly face, I guess yeah, you could say? Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, he, he made me comfortable the first day I came in here. You know what I mean? Uh, but Mac, yeah, that was my guy in Clemson. You know what I mean? I saw him gr- gr- come in and, and progress to what he is now uh, as a from from a younger to, to the stature he is now. Uh, yeah, and for those of you who aren't in the podcast room with us, he literally said from from short to tall. Yeah. So he's, he's using his hands. So I'm, I'm just saying. I just feel like that needs to be out there. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> animated with my hands a little bit. But yeah, that relationship, and I feel like it's going to be a, a big part into in my development here uh, with the Vikings. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I, I know what he got. He knows the system. Uh, so he really going to give me the nuances to really get by and to get on Zim good side. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that hard to do? Is it hard to be on Zim's good side? Oh, man, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> man, he's a good guy, though. You know what I mean? Like, like he lets you be yourself, but he also chastises when you're wrong, too. And I, I learned that since uh, I've been here. Yeah, he, he, He's a dope coach. Uh, first time you having a defensive-minded coach uh, and a guy who really loved corners, so he really going to put the, the extra pressure on, on, on the back end. 
Is that the kind of coaching that you love I and love that it. you've responded to the yeah. most? Because I know there's so many different styles, but is that the kind of like... I'm a guy that like to be dependent on, like, you know what I mean? And when you got a, a coach like that, like who who loves corners and a defensive-minded coach, he, he's going to show you that he depends on the back end to, to do what they got to do to get us where we need to be. Uh, and... The, the 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 volume that he 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 brings to to this defense uh to from his coaching you know what I mean I love it uh, I'm I'm here for the challenge you know what I mean anything that he he want me to do I'm gonna try my best to get it done that's awesome I know fans are really excited to have you here it's yeah. it's great to see Super Bowl experience come mm-hmm. in here because that's something that obviously these fans want to see they want to see a Lombardi Trophy here yeah. so I mean is it a mindset in the locker room? Like to watch a team go through this 17 week season to try and, and make it all the way. What what does it take, and what what can you add to that? Like what you know, how do you get those guys ready in that in that mind space? It's really all the mindset, uh, but it, everybody got to be on the same accord. Like uh, everybody got to have the same goal, have the same dream to to hold up that Lombardi. You know what I mean? Like everybody, like from the coaching staff to the players. To the equipment staff, like like everybody got to have that goal, and when we come in, that we that's what we're working for, uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, and I I can say from my experience in Kansas City, like that was our goal. We didn't we didn't plan on winning the division. We didn't plan on winning the AFC Championship. Like, like our main goal was we going to the Super Bowl, and we went back to back years because that's that that's the the model that we stood by, and everybody put in what they had to put in to get there. Can you give us a little peek behind the curtain? Do we have that mindset? Yeah, I, I really feel like we do. Uh, they really got a family feel here. Uh, you know what I mean? They got a good coach. Uh, offense, they got a good piece on offense. They was like, what, top five uh, last year? That yeah, sounds offensively. about right. Uh, mm-hmm. And they really fixed all the holes that they needed on defense to really to compete for, uh, to be a contender. Uh, and I, I, I feel like the guys that they brought in got the, got that mindset. The guys that they have here have it too. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, And a lot of them are, are, are dogs in themselves, like Chris Boyd, like like. He, He's a heck of a player himself. Him and uh, Cam Chancellor. I really feel like like they got what it take. Uh, before me and Pat got here, you know what I mean? They was just young. Uh, and now, you know what I mean? Me and Pat come in to, to give our experience. And it's time the sky's the limit. Is it weird, though, to almost be at the point in your career where you're like, wow, I'm the veteran. Uh, I'm exactly. helping other people now. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, man. Yeah, it went by fast, too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just coming in, like, you no know, eyes open wide, like, like trying to grasp everything. It was too much going on. Now, now the game was, like, really slowed down for me. And I'm able to to answer those questions for the young guys. You know what I mean? I'm not the one really asking asking the questions no more. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm able to really give answers. Isn't that crazy how the yeah. tables can turn so fast, it turns huh? Fast. <laughs> I know. Well, and then you also have the Super Bowl experience in your yeah. back pocket. I'm sure people are picking your brain left and right. Yeah, that game was, was crazy, both of them. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I can't imagine. I mean, yeah. it the most nerve-wracking feeling you've ever had in your life. For real. Especially when you're losing. Like, that's crazy. But you know what I mean? I, I had the moments when, you, when you're when losing and you come back and we win. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like you're in dooms then, and then it's like all cheers. And then had that game where it's just like we couldn't get right. And we end up losing. You know what I mean? Like Super Bowl, so. What's the biggest emotion, I guess? Um, is it the, the Super Bowl win, that feeling of winning it all and being a world champion? Or is it that that defeat in the moment? What what is I guess what kind of strike strikes out to you or strikes you as you felt the most? Uh, I wouldn't even say the winning or the losing of the game. Uh, Just being it's, there? It's everything leading up to it, uh, leading up to get to that game. Once mm-hmm. you get to that game, you know, that's, that's that. you, you can't go no more. So, you know what I mean? Like, you know, did what you had to do to get there. Uh, but. 
the stuff that you take to get up to there leading up to the Super Bowl, that's the ones you're going to really remember the most uh, and give you the, the best feeling because you, you put your blood, sweat, and tears to really get to some, yeah. a bigger goal, uh, not only individually, but it's as a team. Sure. Like, you did it as a team. Is Is that feeling that you had – is that what keeps you going? Like you keep you've you've reached the top. You've mm-hmm. you went out and achieved your number one goal. Mm-hmm. So what keeps you going now that you have already gotten to that point? More. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's better than one ring, two rings, three or four? Go. You know what I mean? Tom Brady got what six? Seven now, <laughs> right? Seven. So I mean, got, he almost got two hands. Yeah, balls, he got seven rings. You know what I mean? Like, like those, those are the type of goals. You know what I mean? Gonna like, run out of fingers. I'm, I'm trying to get to like get my whole hand ringed out. You know? What did mean? you see their ring this time? Yeah, I did, and it opened up. I mean, it's next crazy. they're gonna be like rotating, rotating off your hand, <laughs> like flying, and you know, like or they're or it's gonna be all connected. I don't know. Hopefully they got Minnesota Vikings on it this year. Though. There you go. Oh, Maybe they'll sure. put like a Gellerhorn on, on your ring, <laughs> yeah. and it can whenever it opens up, it'll sound. It sound off. <laughs> sound effects on a Super Bowl ring. I, I think we've got to come. I think uh, we've got a good idea on our hands. I'm about to talk to Rick about that one. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vishad, for being here. We really enjoyed this conversation with you and joining the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Yes, ma'am. Hope we do this again, and best of luck this season. Better have me back. Oh, good. I'm excited. Yes, let's do it. So much fun with cornerback Bashad Breland, his first time on the MVP. And I I just I got a kick out of his personality, especially there at the end when we talked about Super Bowl rings, which, you know, he's fortunate to have one. But um, but, you know, holographic images coming out, sound effects, all that jazz. What are we going to see? Corso, if you had to design your dream Super Bowl ring, what would it look like? I like the Galhorn sound when you open it up. I think that's <laughs> that adds a little Vikings flavor to it. I want to I want to hear the horn. I want to get something to do with the Viking or the Norseman. I want to see something Nordic, Jay, something from, I don't know. I need purple diamonds. The Iceland ties. I don't know what we're doing, but I I like (laughs) I like the Gallahorn reference. I'll take my ring doing the skull chant. That would that would uh, definitely be a top tier ability for that thing. But for me, the honest answer is I don't care as long as it fits on my finger. That's what I'm looking for at this point. I I, I can we, Having, sh- can we shoot fire out of there? I'm down for shooting some dragon fire out, out of there. That's <laughs> that, a good one, too. That, that'd be a fun one, too. Yeah, just have like a little sterno inside and just, you know, hit it with a little torch coming out the thing. That'd be hilarious. So You couldn't get on an airplane, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you'd be wearing it to go to the, like, uh, whatever. I, no, that no. thing would be under lock and key. 100%. That's the thing. That would be the ultimate uh, party piece as long as you don't have the uh, Robert Kraft Vladimir Putin deal where he just kind of put it on his finger and walked out the door. Like, no, yeah, no, I, that thing would be under lock and key, let alone not even potentially at my house. I would be extremely, extremely happy uh, to try to have to deal with that situation though. So whatever the team can do to make that happen, I will definitely deal with those problems if they occur. Yeah. Give it to Jay to be the realist here and be like, I just want one. I I get it. I was just, I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. I'm one where I, I, I was having this conversation not that long ago too, is I, I went to school. I have a lot of friends who work in the movie industry and TV industry, and they're all winning Oscars and Emmys and all that kind of stuff. And I've always told them, I'm like, I'm never won an Oscar. I'm never won an Emmy. But if I can win a Super Bowl ring, that's the ultimate there thing for go. me at this point. So I would, I just want to make that happen. I like it. And, and you know, 
this could be the team. We are all hoping this could be the team. So it all starts with this preseason game on Friday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris, before we get going, who is one Vikings player you've got your eye on for Friday that you think is going to play and that you're excited to see? If Justin Jefferson could be out on the field with Adam, I just want to see how that complements each other. I want, I want to see that. All right. Well, Jay, what about you? Which Vikings player you got your eye on? I think the biggest thing I'm looking for is defensive line this week, just because if they do potentially rest some starters, I want to see who that second and third wave is that's going to get in there and actually make some moves. Again, we, we were talking a little bit earlier about the luxury of potentially having Everson or even Sheldon in there as a rotational player. If either of those guys are playing on Friday night, that's who I'm going to watch because I just want to see. I know Sheldon's had been here for a while. He's He's been in the program. Everson obviously is new this week, but if those two guys then could be potentially working together alongside whoever's going to be those uh, filling and backup defensive ends, that's that's the group that I'm I'm watching the most. Just because if it's going to be the ones versus our backups, that is something I want to see how they how they fare at that point. And um, for me, it's going to be if Sheldon or Everson are out there. Those are my two guys that I want to watch the most. I'm not going to lie for me, it's Kirk Cousins. I know, you know, I'm going to be a little bit of a gambler like Jay, and I'm going to roll the dice on having him out there a couple of series. I just have not seen him as his normal, comfortable self just yet. I think he's there. He just needs the pieces. He needs to have all the guys he feels comfortable with him around him. And I just want to see something click because I do, I'm not panic. I'm not panicked about the no touchdowns on the offense just yet. Not there. But I do just want to see a little more comfortability. But I also agree with your point, Jay, earlier when you mentioned it's going to take a couple of weeks to iron it out. And I just the one thing that worries me, I guess, is let's not start the way that we started last year. Let's let's start. Let's figure it out a little bit earlier. So I think the faster that this offense can gel and start, we won't, you know, start out so slow and trip coming out of the gate and be in the makeup game. Just, you know, that's. You know, just ready to give the pregame speech. That's all. No. The Bengals are a team that you can come out and get hot right away, a defensive side of the ball. So if Kirk Cousins can do it here, give we have that big two-week break that we got to sit around and wait for a game of football. But I know it takes a few weeks, but let's see it in this game, and then the Bengals will be ready to roll. Exactly. As much confidence as you can build in a preseason game, that's what we need to see on Friday. I know all you Vikings fans will be – Glued to your TVs if you're not headed out to Kansas City to watch this game. It's the final preseason game of the year. But just to get you all caught up on everything's Vikings, make sure you go to Vikings.com for the press conferences. We've got stories, one-on-ones. Make sure you go to the app. I use the app all the time to look at the videos. That is like the most convenient thing. I'm obsessed with it. But also there's a really good, obviously a really good article by senior writer Craig Peters on linebacker Troy Dye that goes dives into more of what we were talking about earlier in the podcast. That's also available online and on the app. And finally, single game tickets are on sale. So don't miss out if you haven't already. Order your tickets and get ready to join all of your closest Vikings friends at U.S. Bank Stadium, Vikings.com or Ticketmaster.com 
for more on that, which by the way, I'm new to the whole Vikings tickets parking through the app. Also obsessed with that too. Maybe I'm just like a millennial or a Gen Z or whatever you want to call me. That thing is so convenient. Yeah. I'm not, and this is, this is, I know that sounds like a shameless plug, but I'm, I'm being serious. Like I really, it's made my life so much easier. It's one of those things that to start at first, I think there was a lot of nervousness by a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, for me now, if I have to transfer tickets to family and friends and everything, so it's easy. so much easier. Ugh. So yeah, it just kind of takes some of the headache out of that for me and, as well. And get this, the, one of the best parts about it too, was that it, if my parking lot, cause I'm, I'm obviously a new fan parking lot. It sends you through to Google Maps to go take you there. I mean, look, y'all, I can't get around Minneapolis without Google Maps. So that has also been a savior, too. Not that this has become a parking and app advertisement, but I just, you know, maybe some fans are feeling the same pain as me. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, but, uh, you know, we, we're getting so close to that regular season. And I know we're all excited to see the Purple and Gold play on Friday. Fox 9 is your simulcast. Make sure you tune in to KFAN if you want to hear PA and the boys. And it's the Minnesotial game. So, oh, okay, cool. So fans will be able to actually interact and send in. Uh, just check everything out in the app. Check everything out on Vikings Twitter. And feel free to interact with the game itself. I know that uh, Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, and the crew will be interacting with some of the fan questions as the game's going on. So make sure to check that out this Friday night down in Kansas City. I know. Hard to believe the preseason will be over as of Saturday. We'll have a couple of weeks to get ready for that week one game in Cincinnati. And, of course, we will have multiple, I'd say multiple podcasts until we get to that point to get everyone ready and geared up to kick off the 2021 season officially. For Chris Corso, Jay Nelson, I'm Tatum Everett. This is another edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Ooh.